1: Hey there, it's your girl Kelsey. I just wanted to let you know that I just finished creating a brand new group program with my friend and awesome mentor, James Wolf. He was actually one of the guests that we had on the show a few episodes back. He's a shaman, a sage, a guide, and we wanted to create a six-week group program that's really intimate and really healing to help support you guys through your fear, your shadows, and anxiety with the utmost love and respect so that you can learn to understand yourself better, take better care of yourself, and ultimately create a life that's filled with more balance, harmony, and equilibrium. So some of the things we're going to go through in this program are to teach you to understand and break through what's keeping you from your desires. We're going to help you dive into your shadow to work through your blockages and experience more equilibrium. We'll definitely be filling your anxiety toolkit with supportive herbal plant medicine and things of that nature that are really helpful, especially during these times and oh my gosh I'm running out of breath there's so much good stuff you're going to learn to live as nature in order to experience more balance and harmony in your life so if you're someone who's resonating with this message and you feel like you would really benefit from being a part of this group um, I'll put the link in the description but it's just KelseyAida.com forward slash H-A-C that stands for Holistic Alchemy Circle and the first 12 people who come in are going to be the lucky duckies who get to work with us Hey guys, hello, hello,
0: hello. Another week, and me and Kelsey are so happy to be here with you all. We are actually here today with a very, very, very exciting guest. Me and Kelsey were just fangirling all over her, so I'm sorry about that, Carrie. But we have Carrie (laughs) Styers here. She is going to talk to us all about her psychic mediumship, her intuitive abilities, and dabbles a little bit in astrology. So we're going to, we've never had an astrologer on the show before. So we're really excited to get into that. Um, but as always, you know, I really want to start this show with kind of getting to know you more, Carrie, if people haven't heard of you before. And if they've, if they're new to you, what would you like them to know? How did you get started? And what kind of brought you to the seat right now? What kind of brought you here? start from birth go no
2: first off (laughs) and um first off it's awesome to be here with you lindsay and kelsey i absolutely love and adore you all and it's just a real pleasure to be here on your podcast you guys are doing great things um as far as my humble beginnings um you know i don't really know a world in which um that i didn't experience intuitive um you know didn't have this intuitive gift um, when I was six years old, I've talked about this a lot if you if you know something about me when I was six years old my grandmother who was my absolute best friend in this world um, had a heart attack in her garden and passed away. And when we were at the church, um, my family is very religious. I came from a very small town, a little small town, very religious small town. We were at the church the day of her funeral and there was an open casket in front of me and her body of course is in the open casket funeral Everyone's mourning and I was sitting in the second pew at the church with my family and all of a sudden I heard someone call me by my nickname, Pumpkin. And I looked around the church and I had this very, I was like, that's weird. I think I recognize that sound of that name. And I looked up and all of a sudden I saw my grandmother um, walking down the center aisle of the church in her Sunday best with a group of people behind her And she stopped at the end of our pew and imagine, I mean, when you're six, you're like, what in the world is going on? But here it was, I had just seen her body in the open casket and I was like, this is so weird. This doesn't look like her. This is very strange. And then all of a sudden she's appearing to me at the end of the church pew. And um, she asked me to scoot down and that she was here for her funeral and here for her big day. Okay. And so I remember whispering over to my mother, my mother whispered to my father, my father whispered to my grandfather, and all of a sudden everyone scooted down and one edge of the pew so that I could sit with my grandmother during her funeral and her buddies. She had like three buddies with her. (laughs) So I sat at the funeral with my grandmother holding her hand. um, And I'll never forget that, that, That hour, um, because, you know, the preacher was talking, the choir was singing, and my grandmother the entire time, she was clapping her hands, her friends were like having a party, they were like Mm -hmm. throwing a freaking party, they were like going berserk. And they were so excited, and she was crying, and she was emotional, and she was like, oh, my God. This, I remember her keep telling me, this is my big day. This is my big day. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, my goodness gracious. She sang in that choir. I mean, it was a big thing. She was a beloved member of that church. And I'll never forget, at the very end of the service, um, when you know the service was complete, we all, everyone was getting up to leave and my grandmother got up to leave. And I was like, grandmother, I was like, grandma, don't, where are you going? You can't leave me here. I was like, literally, I intuitively knew at six years old that it was going to be cray cray. <laughs> when she left, I was like, you can't leave me here. And she turned around and she said, pumpkin, I want to explain something to you. She's like, you have a very special gift. You have the ability. You're going to be able to see people like myself and other people who have, tra- who have, you know, passed over. You're going to be able to, you're going to be able to see them. Don't be afraid. You're going to always see me. You'll see other people. It's a very special gift. I love you. And you'll see me soon. And with that, she was literally gone. And that Dang, was when I said that was six grandma, six <laughs> years old. So that's like one of my wow. earliest memories of being, you know, one of my earliest memories and my family was fairly open. So I was really close to my mom. So I told my mom all of it. Now my mother is, um, she didn't stifle it. She didn't tell me I was crazy. Bless her heart. Um, I wouldn't say she celebrated it either, but she accepted it. And after that point, I would just kind of routinely see my grandmother in spirit. And then I started seeing other people in spirit. And then I started having all, this, all these experiences. And by the time I was 13, my mom at that point was like, okay, my daughter is having all of these all of these experiences. She's telling me all about them. I need to get her some support. So, Um, In Indiana, there is a spiritualist spiritualist camp there called Camp Chesterfield, which is similar. Some people, there's a spiritualist camp in Florida called Casadega. There is the one in upstate New York called Lilydale, and the one in Indiana, tiny, tiny place. But my mother took me there to see someone there, another intuitive medium, another psychic medium um, who would turn to be, who turned out to be my mentor, who would then mentor me, who started mentoring me from age 13 on. Um, to kind of help me to kind of understand what the heck was going on, what was going on with myself. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So that's kind of been with, it's kind of been with it. So, um, I've always in my life, I've always seen things, experienced things and would always kind of give readings to people as I felt safe to do that. And I remember being in my twenties, being in college, I'd be at the bar and the bartender's grandfather would be there and I'd have to tell him about, you know, I would, I would always tell people.
0: That's so um, cool. See, when yeah. you were telling that church story, I got three consecutive waves of goosebumps. Then that never, no. you know what I mean? Like you get goosebumps, it goes away, then you get another. And it's just yes. like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's I just love all this story.
2: stuff. It is the coolest story. And I'm yeah. so thankful to my grandmother because to me, I'm so thankful to her because she kind of in that moment, in that one hour of time with her, she really, val- she helped me to understand the whole process really, yeah. you know? And she really, from that point on, I, I remember as a kid, I was never afraid of death. I was never afraid of people dying because I saw from her, you know, that she, there was that open casket and there she was sitting right next to me. <laughs> I mean, yes. it was like, it was in plain form to me at that time as such a young child. Um, And we know the veil is very thin for young people, Mm -hmm. but um, she was so clear to me and then she would continue to come to me. So in my world, I was like, oh, well, okay, life continues to go on. I mean, she was such a wonderful example for me.
1: This part of the show is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is a really amazing resource that can help connect you to therapists and counselors online at a really affordable price. So if you've been thinking of talking to someone but are unsure of where to start, BetterHelp makes it really easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and get help at your own time and your own pace. You can schedule secure video and phone sessions or even text your therapist worldwide and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. They ask you like what you want help with, why you want help, um, what type of person you'd like to be matched with. And then they matched me with someone really quickly and I got going on the paperwork and stuff really fast. So it's a really affordable option. Like I said, and high vibing listeners get 10% off your first month with the discount code VIBIN. So if you've been wanting to talk to anyone and you need a little help, a little support, you can get started now, go to betterhelp.com forward slash VIBIN. Simply fill out the quick questionnaire and get matched with the counselor you'll love. This is a really, really good option. If you're like, I really need a therapist, but maybe I can't afford therapy or I need to see someone online because I can't leave the house or whatever it is. Um, better help is a really great option and you guys get a discount. So go check it out. That's better. H E L P.com forward slash Vibin. I have kind of a deep,
0: deep dive question right off the bat because it just came to me as you were speaking. And I think that I'm re- I would really love to hear your answer to this question. So if we can all get on board with the idea that like to some extent human souls choose to come to earth to experience 3D reality and to see what kind of lessons that they can learn when they're here why do you think some souls choose to come back as heightened intuitives if they know they're going to need extra support you know throughout their life and really kind of figure out what's going on like what what do you think the reason would be for someone to come back and choose to have okay I'm going to be extra sensory heightened in this you know experience
2: as you were asking me the question i was like hmm let me let me feel through this i think my first response is that i feel like there are a lot of light workers um and light beings on the planet right now who have been waiting for i would say millennia and lifetime after lifetime to feel safe and comfortable to come forward and to speak their truth and to um usher us through this kind of um to usher us through this this age of transformation, and you know mm-hmm. the astrologers will tell you we're moving into the age of Pisces. My guides, the way they've told me, the way they've shown me, is that we are the bridge generation. That we are bridging. That those souls we've chosen to come forward at this point to help bridge um, humanity from a, an age of of duality to non-duality. Um, right. That this was a chosen time. So that a lot of intuitives or a lot of healers, what we would call spiritual teachers, healers, um, that this is they would finally be able to come in this time and be the most accepted that they'd ever been and probably the most needed that they'd ever been and probably have the most effect on the planet than they mm-hmm. potentially could have ever, you know, in from prior incarnations. So, and I also feel like from an energetic level, I know that for myself, you know, there's a lot that I'm working out around persecution and around, you know, right. persecution from former lifetimes and what it means to feel safe and to, you know, just working through all this, healing all those old stories and images that I've seen, you know, things that have happened to me about what it meant, the the, the consequence for speaking up or speaking my truth or practicing or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of healing as well, I feel like, for, for healers and light workers as well who are coming forward to be like, oh, it can be different, we can do it differently. But I think for the majority of us stepping forward, I just think it was out of pure excitement of like, oh, like, wow, this is a moment where we're going to go and we can be accepted and we could make a living and we could actually support ourselves and we're not going to be, you know, burned at the stake or, right. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's very exciting. I feel like we're at a very exciting point in our Earth's history and our Earth's evolution. I would agree with that for
0: sure. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. I love, I love that answer. Kelsey, what questions do you have? I know that you're just like soaking it all in.
1: Yeah. I'm curious when astrology came into focus for you and when that became added to your toolbox of spiritual
2: Tools. My mentor Suzanne Greer, who um, she's she's in she's a non-physical form. That's what I call when we transition. I call that the non-physical. She's a non-physical now. Um, but um, when I met her, she was insistent on me having lots of tools in the tool belt. That's what I call it. And she was very well-rounded. She um, she you know she knew numerology inside and out she taught me in numerology she taught me how to use tarot cards she taught me astrology she taught me kind of she she kind of began my learning on everything because I think it was her belief system that we, you know, kind of God had given us all these beautiful, you know, healing modalities, and that we should use them all. You know, this idea that you know one size doesn't fit all. Um, And so astrology came into my life at that time. Astrology and numerology, because I use them both interchange, like a lot. Okay. Um, And then I think in my twenties, I I think the the power of astrology, and I'll, I'll focus in on astrology. Is the power of astrology is that. It really is a, a wonderful blueprint for kind of like what's happening here on Earth. I, I don't think that, I don't really know that astrology is quote unquote predictive. What I feel like it is, is it's really just a reflection of, you know, um, what's happening here on Earth and about trends that are happening and what happens during these trends, you know, like what happens during these configurations. So I just feel like it's a wonderful kind of Northern star to kind of help, up, you know, help guide us. And um, I'm all about, Listen, I'm like, use it all. And I'm a Gemini, so I always laugh about the fact that I'm a Gemini. And if you know a Gemini, you know, like we're like Jack of all trades, like master of none. Okay. (laughs) But we take all the good stuff. And astrology is just really, I just, I love the archetypes in astrology. I love how accurate it is in so many ways. It's so accurate. It's so wonderful about kind of representing or showing us what trends are going on energetically. Um, and connecting those trends to other times. I mean, like right now we've got, you know, we've got, um, you know, we've got all these plutonic energies going on right now. And and it's so interesting to see, you know, the times right now energetically are very similar to those at the start of the Revolutionary War here in the United States. And and it's just interesting to see how patterns repeat themselves. And I don't know, I'm basically a big old nerd. So I find this all to be very interesting.
1: (laughs) Yay for nerds. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm like, instead of watching the news, I'll watch like the astrological forecast for the week. So I'm like, Hmm, what's happening in the planets this week? This Mm -hmm. is interesting. And there's definitely a lot of ways to find correlation and be like, Whoa, how cool is that? That like, that's what's happening. And out there out there quote unquote this is what's happening here on earth and it all goes together and it's no surprise to astrologers obviously who have been studying this for a long time what about astrology as it pertains to like personal people right so we come into this world at a certain time and a certain place and this is supposed to affect like our chart can you speak a little bit about charts to people because i know like the sun sign, your main sign or whatever is always the most famous one. But how do the other ones kind of play? I was just going to ask that.
0: Because I I heard that the rising sign is almost more important than your sun sign. So can you, you just go, you talk about
2: it. Well, first (laughs) off, I would say, I don't believe in like causation. So I would actually say that the soul chooses, that we as souls choose exactly when we're coming in at the exact time. And we like that we, this is the divine orchestration that's taking place. So, you know, your soul, you know, chose to come in exactly your natal chart is exactly as you planned it before you took the body. Okay, so it's exactly so I don't, I feel like, again, I want to go back into self authority and about into the fact that we as souls, we are driving the bus. Okay, we are the Oracle, we are we're driving the bus here um in terms of sun sign i think the three places that you really want to look initially when you're looking at your astrological chart okay is and what i mean by this is kind of where all the stars and planets were exact the exact time that your birth was recorded um and if you don't know when that is you can always at least here in the states you can um go back to your county health department where you were born and there is a special birth certificate um, where it will actually show when the, day, when the birth was noted, okay, at the exact time. So you actually can find that. Um, and so when we're looking at the sun sign, the sun sign is the general personality, is kind of the essence of who you are. But so often, we don't really lead when we're meeting new people. We actually don't lead with that because that's very personal and private to us. So the piece that we lead with is the rising sign or the ascendant. Some people will call it the ascendant. So the ascendant is essentially that is, you know, that's that's the part of you, that's that's the part of you that you feel safe kind of showing the public first, okay? And that's the reason why a lot of people will ask, okay, it will say kind of like you were saying, um, that, you know, the rising sign is more important. Well, I say initially when you're meeting someone, you're probably not really meeting their sun sign initially for the first time. What you're meeting probably more of is the rising sign, okay? That show. So, I mean, for example, for myself, I am a Gemini, and I am a Gemini. Like, listen, I am fun-hearted. I'm witty. I'm like, you know, crazy. I'm all the wackiness. Okay, I'm I'm all the crazy. Live it all. <laughs> up. Okay, but my rising sign is Virgo, which is a very right. different energy than Gemini. So I come off more serious, analytical, like preachy. Okay? Dude, that's like, my husband. He's a Virgo, and that's him too. T- yeah. yeah. So the black and so white. Yeah. So I, that's the way until you get to know me. And then when you get to know me and when I feel more comfortable with you, then you're going to see that I'm basically just a big old, you know, I mean, I'm like a big, you know, <laughs> performer and I'm just nuts. Okay. Like I'm fun. But initially I'm going to show you that really serious part. So I have a question about mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry.
0: I keep no, interrupting you. No, I'm no. the worst. Um, <laughs> so I am an Aries. Mm-hmm. And I totally own it. Okay. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Stubborn, ambitious. Give me all of it. That's me yeah. for sure. My husband calls me a bulldozer and I just like, think it's a compliment. Now, I would
2: say you're passionate. So that's what I say about Aries first. I say they're passionate. Yes. First. That's a great way to say that. Now
0: my <laughs> rising sign, I was like, Oh, I wonder what that is. Cause recently somebody, you know, like I said, I, I've been seeing the importance of that and it's a, a Sagittarius, which is also oh. fire. Is that right?
2: It is. So I'm like,
0: dang, I didn't even have a chance. Like, <laughs> I'm just
2: like It fire, fire. is. But Sagittarius is a lot more charming. And I'm going to say that than a Leo, okay? Um, Sagittarius are just, they love to have a good time. You know, yeah. they're dreamers, okay? And I mean, they're loud. I mean, listen, they're loud too, just like an Aries, okay? But they're not quite as like pushy, okay? Yeah. They're not quite as like, Brr. Um. So Makes I would sense. say that when people meet you, I mean, it's like you have this very kind of they're like, oh, she's so much fun. Oh, she's great, you know. And but then funny. they get to know you and they're like, oh, underneath that is a total <laughs> boss babe. Okay? No, that like, is totally oh, true. It's like, oh she, oh, she means business. Oh, she is a boss babe over there. Okay, oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Kelsey,
1: do you know your rising sign? Yeah. Lindsay, this is so weird because we're both Sagittarius rising side. Ah! <laughs> what? No wonder we're both (laughs) like, no wonder we get along so well. I think we're so
2: I think Sages are like the greatest creatures in the world. So I'm a Gemini, my opposite (laughs) sign is Sagittarius. So your opposite sign is six months away from you. So my opposite sign is Sag. I am all about the Sag energy. I mean, Sag's are fun. They're adventurous. They're, they're like, they're the life of the party. They know how to get people Mm -hmm. together. They know how to bring people together oh, they're creative, they're inventive, they're like, oh, they're like 10 steps ahead of humanity. They're just (laughs) loads and loads of fun. So yeah, loads and loads of fun. And also, you know, I mean... Your rising sign also is kind of like, you know, that's another aspect of your story about where you're going, okay? That's kind of like, you know, a lot of people say like your sun sign would be your A story, okay? And your rising sign would be your B story. story. So that's, it's still a really important aspect of who you are. And then the third component that we have to include in here, of course, is your moon sign. Because the moon is all about, if as we know, the moon rules emotions. So the moon is all about your emotions and how do you emotionally react? You know what? You know, kind of what is your emotional frequency?
1: Do you know
0: your moon sign, Kelsey?
2: Yeah, mine's
1: Cancer, which is really funny because my sun sign is Aquarius. So people always label Aquarius as like really aloof, really detached, really unemotional. But then in my emotional sector, you have like one of the most emotional water signs, right? Which is like a cancer. So I'm like probably the most like emotional sensitive Aquarius that I know of.
2: <laughs> agreed. 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 That is a really interesting placement. But I mean, hello, my I, I have a sibling who's an Aquarius. So but yeah, so that cancer, and of course, cancer's ruler is the moon. The moon is the ruler of cancer. So that's a real natural, like that is a natural placement. So that would also say you're, you know, maybe a little moody. I don't say that lovingly. Okay. No, I
1: definitely Am. it's so I mean, funny because she is,
2: but we love her
1: <laughs> I definitely am have you guys ever used that app called the pattern oh my god oh I do yeah. I do because <laughs> of you okay so in my pattern it's like all my different characteristics that it tells me about it's like moody and sensitive moody and this moody and that moody 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 I'm like oh my gosh how funny <laughs> oh that's funny like,
0: I that's guess funny. I
2: can't
1: deny it at this point okay I just looked at my it's moon writing
2: site, and it's Pisces your whatever. moon is in Pisces so Pisces is another incredibly emotional deep, okay? My your son emotions, is a Pisces. That's yeah, true. <laughs> run. My husband's a Pisces. So, I mean, I got one too here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that Pisces moon says that you're very, very deep, but the other side of the Pisces is that that's also very intuitive. So mm-hmm. that's also like, that also kind of denotes some of your interest in, you know, metaphysics and intuition, And I would say to you, Lindsay, like you should really, really trust your intuition. I mean, with all, with, I mean, that's Pisces and the moon sign. I mean, that's called trust your feelings, trust your emotions, trust how you're like, just trust your feelings to be the barometer for what you need to do and how you need to pursue, Mm -hmm. you know, proceed. So Is,
0: is the moon sign different than
2: descendant sign? Is that a thing? I've heard of a descendant sign before. Yes, that is. So different, we're in a different, yeah, different. So moon is is exactly where the placement, you know, and moon, like if we know even in general astrology, the moon stays in the sign for a couple, about 48 hours or so. Um, so it's going to move. So for every person it's going to move, the moon's going to change every two to a couple days or so. So um, yeah, it's a, it's really great. The moon can also, your moon sign also kind of lets you know, like, how are you going to behave in your relationships? Like I have a moon in Aries and I am like, listen, I am <laughs> impatient and I'm stormy. And I like, you know, I like a lot of, you know, you know, I like a lot of drama. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Total That's drama Aries. queen. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, your moon sign just is like, that's where your emotional barometer is. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's your emotional. And if you're looking at relationships, it's good to look in your chart at your moon sign, but also where your Venus placement is. So where Venus, whatever sign Venus is at. Oh, my Venus is in
0: Aries. (gasps) Mm, What does that mean?
2: (laughs) <laughs> i well, scared. It's how you react. So you like me, like with a, with a, with you need some, you need passion. Okay. You like, you couldn't do like a vanilla marriage. Okay. You've got, there has to be some level of passion and engagement for you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people can, you know, I listen, like, yeah, I, I could say lots of things about my husband and he'd be like, do not repeat those. <laughs> <They're> not <laughs> same, but same. My, my husband has a bit of a fiery temperament, you know, not like, not an angry temperament. He's just, mm-hmm. he's very passionate. He's Latino, you know, he's very passionate. And I mean, listen, that was I was always, always going to have to partner with somebody like that because of, you know, because of that, my moon placement. But yeah, that Venus and Aries, that's very, very passionate, fiery. Yeah. You like it hot. You're like a little hot tamale there. Okay. <laughs> See, now is this book? For
0: kids or after kids because I feel like it changes completely. Maybe I think it my, does. Maybe my Venus I, should be in like I don't know what's the dead sign. There's
2: no dead sign, but there are certainly more <laughs> detached signs. Virgo, no yes. teasing. <laughs> no. Okay, that's um, the
0: funny thing is my husband's I do I don't. Know, we're gonna move on. I promise. My husband's a Virgo. I'm an Aries, and we're like on completely opposite sides of the chart. And I read somewhere that they're the two most independent signs, which for us works perfectly. Like it is totally true. We'll go to a party and like, see you in like 30 minutes and we'll go like mingle with people and then meet back up. But it's like, yeah, that scared me off in the beginning. Cause I was like, Oh no, we're too independent. You know?
2: I think it's kind of per. I think it's kind of perfect because Aries. The great thing about an Aries is that they can take everybody's b- BS basically. Okay, so and a Virgo is, has a lot to dish. Okay, <laughs> like they would they they see things. I mean, they're going to tell you how they feel, how they see mm-hmm. things, and how they perceive things. So you mean you're tough enough to handle him. So yeah, that's good. He needs that. Okay, and you're not scared to push back on him. Which, like, no offense to you Virgos out there. I have Virgo rising. You need someone like that. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> uh, Virgos like you know Virgos need someone to push back on. "Uh, No.
0: (laughs) Now, do you do do it? Does anyone ever request from you like um, compatibility charts, like so that do they ever ask you like, "Am I supposed to be with this
2: person?" Kind of thing. Well, relationship questions are one of my fortés, but I go at it at a very in a really different way. For me, part of my one of my intuitive things that I have is I have a really wonderful ability to look at a name and look at names next to each other and really pick up on the dynamics of the relationship and and what's going on with that person. Like for me, I can go all the way into the Akashic records just by looking at a name. Oh Don't ask me. It's just like, it's what I came in with, you know, literally I've always been like this. So when I look at relationships, I tend to not do, I mean, you can, in astrology do a, a chart where basically it lays two natal charts, both natal charts on top of each other to kind of see how it compares and how they kind of like, it's what that looks like. And Um, You can do that for free. There's a website called astro.com and they have a compatibility chart. You can enter in your information there. I love Astro. It's so good. So they'll do a compatibility chart for you. When I'm working on relationships, I do it more from an intuitive place. And Mm. I use the astrology to kind of guide because I normally am not looking at full natal charts because that would take me forever. So when I'm doing in my readings, I just tend to go at it more from an intuitive, psychic, energetic level. Um, but yes, you can absolutely from an astrological perspective, have the two charts laid on top of each other and kind of see how it's going to work out.
1: As many people who know me well know, I'm a super active person. I love dancing, Pilates, yoga, weightlifting. Um, and I'm always looking for really clean, nutritious products that are going to help improve my performance. And that's why I started taking Beet Elite. So Beet Elite is basically a powder you put in your water, but it dissolves really good. So it's not like Crunchy or chalky or anything weird. And it gives, it helps to extend your endurance, improve energy and stamina, promotes oxygen efficiency throughout the body. And I find that it just makes my workouts more elevated it helps to get oxygen flowing it helps to get oxygen to my muscles faster Um, and just thinking about that while I'm working out I'm always like I gotta breathe deep I gotta get that oxygen from beet elite to my muscles and it tastes like surprisingly really good like I don't even like the taste of beets because I think they're kind of gross but beet elite doesn't really even taste like beets to me it looks beautiful like the color of a beet but it tastes like berries so it's really good I would say it's almost like the equivalent of What's that drink that little kids drink? Like a Capri Sun, but for adults, but for high performance. And that's not loaded with sugar, (laughs) if that's a good analogy. So I'm loving Beat Elite. It's really great. It's trusted by hundreds of professional teams, elite athletes. um, So you know that you're getting top-notch performance nutrition from Beat Elite. So be like me and take your game to the next level with Beat Elite by going to livehuman.com slash vibin' and get 20% off your first purchase. The team at Human is making this offer exclusively to our listeners only and you won't find a deal like this anywhere else. That's livehuman.com slash vibin', livehuman.com slash vibin' to get your Beat Elite on. Yeah, guys, go check out Beat Elite. It's awesome.
0: And now back to our conversation.
2: can't just look at the sun. It's just one sign. You have to look at your entire natal chart to see what the compatibility is going to be. I mean it's 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 not I mean astrology to really understand it, it's very deep. And for people Mm -hmm. who study astrology, I mean I will never say that I'm a quote unquote astrologer because I will always feel like I'm a student of astrology because it's so there's so much to learn forever. So I will always say that I'm a student of astrology, even though I use it and I talk about it at length. Um, there's so much, but that natal chart, you're, you have to look at the entire picture really. Mm-hmm. And even then you can't take away from the fact that, you know, people have soul contracts and there's so many other things. It's not just about compatibility. Right. It's about, oh my gosh, what did we decide on as souls to do together in this lifetime? What kind of karma are we working out? What are we trying to, you know, what are we trying to work out? You know, and so- that's when you call Carrie <laughs> <laughs> tell you with all that stuff. I know I'm going to, I'm like. <laughs>
0: Now I'm even bigger of a fan of yours. What would you say to someone who's looking at their chart? Because I know a lot of like astrological sites or, you know, things will have like breakdowns of your personality profile kind of thing uh-huh. and maybe some forecasts in there for you. Like, what would you say to someone who has experienced or seen something that isn't ideal
1: in their in their astrology like breakdown? Like, how do you cope when the pattern is like, you suck, good luck? With well, no, but- <laughs> situation?
0: Something like, yeah, like something like this is going to happen to you, so beware. Or like, if you don't do something about it, this could happen. Like, what would you say to somebody who has a not ideal aspect of their
2: profile? Does that make sense? I do, which for an astrology, it would be like if you have a lot of squares, okay? which Or oppositions or squares, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Um, And I don't want to get too astro nerd talk here with you all, but I really, I think intuitively we have to get beyond saying that, oh my gosh, there's good and bad, like, oh, that's so good or, and that's so great. Uh, No, it's just all, it's, it's all stuff folks. Okay. I mean, no offense, but there's nothing good or bad. It's all about, oh, okay. Well, with the square, this means, you know, this might be a bit of a challenge over here, but you're going to work through it and break through it because that's what you came to this earth to work on in this lifetime. And you came through to master this and to break through this and so that you don't have to repeat this again and you're gonna come out feeling so much better as a result it's going to strengthen you so I really feel like it's about perspective I know that there are some people in this world intuitives doctors therapists everybody will be like oh negative negative but for me I just live in a world where I believe that everything is truly here to help me and to serve me and I know that my soul before I took a body went to great lengths to plan this lifetime out Mm -hmm. and to really be conscientious, conscientious about what lessons and what healing I needed to experience in order to advance myself. And so I don't take any of that lightly. So I, for me, think we're all very courageous souls to be here. And we all came here to shift ourselves. We're all moving ourselves and therefore we're moving the collective consciousness further as well. And so I don't, I, none of it's bad. And I, you know, you can prescribe to the glass half empty or the glass half full. And I'm always going to be the optimist in the room. So I just think it's
0: such a cute idea that like, you know, of course I believe that we choose our lives and basically every event that's going to happen. We, we essentially have a plan, you know, a a forecast and we see the signposts and the different lessons and all that stuff. It'd Mm -hmm. be so cute of an idea that we all three got together before we came and we're like, okay, and then we're going to do a podcast and we're going to teach people about astrology and there's <laughs> going to be a pandemic and it's going to be crazy, but it's going to be fun. I just love th- I love thinking about that stuff. Like Kelsey, for sure. You and me were like, we're going to change the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes. And every, all these, all these faded moments. And even what's happening in our world right now. I mean, my guides have been talking to me about 2020 for like five, six years. So they're like mm-hmm. uh, 2020 uh, check your watch girl it's coming." And I was like, what's going to happen? And they were like, Ooh, a lot of breakdown. They were telling me a lot. And the astrology has been talking about this time forever. But even still, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, it's all faded. It's all here we are together. And there's nothing I think bad about it. I just don't, I just don't believe in that. I just think everything yeah. in this lifetime is here to help me. And I think that is an absolute <coughs> belief system. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I always look at it like this and, you know, of course we always say like, we know people are suffering, of course, positive vibes and love go out to them. But I feel like anytime this perceivably bad thing happens, it's like we're stuck in traffic, right?
2: Mm-hmm. If you
0: were, we don't know what's going on. We can't see where the traffic lets up. But if we got in a helicopter and we floated above the traffic, we could see the whole picture and why it's happened. It's like, we're, we're too close to see what's really going on unless you have superhuman abilities like Gary does. You can't always see the good. You can't always see how this could be serving us as humanity, as a collective. So um, I think what you you just said is so profound and so needed right now to know that like, it's all gonna be fine. It's all, all will be well because all is always gonna be well.
2: Well, and the idea that we chose to come at this time, so there is no mistake that we all chose, like the three of us are here today together, you all who are listening to this right now, you who are listening to this right now, I mean, we all chose to come here at this time, okay? So we chose to have this experience together as a collective and mm-hmm. the question I keep asking, you know, my clients and people around me is, you know, what are you learning of, What are you learning from this? What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about your friends? What are you learning about your family? What are you learning about the world? What are mm-hmm. your takeaways? What are you learning right now? Um, and of course our prayers go out to those who have been affected, but it's the understanding that, you know, um everything in this world that's happening is moving us forward in some way, you know. Yeah. There is no, you know, things are not happening just to be happening. We're, you know, this is all happening right now um, to move our planet forward. And, exactly. you know.
0: So what kind of outcome do you perceive? You know, because I feel like there, we could either have this whole new reality, this whole new normal, or things will just flop right back to the way they were, and it'll be this
2: continuous, like, crazy cycle. Yeah, well, we've been talking, I think, from an astrological perspective. We've been talking about uh, 2020 for a long time. At the beginning of the year, and I, I put some notes here, um, the Saturn-Pluto conjunction happened on, what, January 12th of this year, and that's something that, you know, we've been talking about for a long time which was really this moment where, you know, an overhaul of all these structures. We've got three major planets right now in the sign of Capricorn, and Capricorn represents government, banking, big systems, systems of all kinds, okay? Um, We've got Jupiter there, we've got Saturn there. Well, Saturn was there. Saturn's now in Aquarius for a few months, but it's been there. Um, And we have Pluto there. And to know about Pluto and Capricorn, Pluto is all about death and destruction. Death and restructure. Mm. So when we when Pluto is involved in anything, it's going to be like, you know, it's like going to be a, a bit of a dust up in the sense systems of systems buster. Yeah, it comes in. Pluto kind of comes in and kind of breaks things down that are, that are no longer um, serving, that are no longer in our highest alignment, that are no longer working well. Systems that are antiquated, that are not beneficial for the highest good. So Pluto will come in and break things down and transform things. But not at a surface level. level. I mean, literally, Pluto will go in there and blow it all up. Okay, so that conjunction point was a place that we'd all been kind of looking at and in, in our world for a while mm-hmm. to kind of we knew something was going to break down. Like it was, it, it was going to signal some kind of big shift this year. And um, I don't know that any of us could have predicted a pandemic, but you know, I think we all knew that you know structures, government, you know, there was going to be a breakdown here. And um, and here we are. And so I just, um, you know, I, my feeling is, is that when things break down, it means they need to be restructured and they need to be rebuilt. And that um, while there's, uh, w- there's grief in the process of our lives changing and in things breaking down things, the way things have been forever, that the hope we can hold on to is that what we're rebuilding from the ashes of this is something that's going to be much more sustaining to humanity um and is going to be more loving more evolved you know um more fair more even to everyone and you know it's interesting that after capricorn is the sign of aquarius So now all these major planets are slowly but surely going to begin to move into Aquarius now and towards the end of this year, okay? And Pluto will move into Aquarius, I think, in 2023. Um, And Aquarius is the sign of, you know, bringing people together. It's a sign of community, you know, that is the sign of people coming together, of creative solutions, um, progressive action. And so there is definitely a light at the end of the tunnel here. Um, You know, it's just, the process of, of, I don't know, I, I don't want to be gloom and doom, and I don't feel gloom and doom about this, so I just the process of things falling apart that we've always known to be the same way can just, they're just, it can feel painful. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be devastating. We know that because of, you know, what's going on in the world right now, and it's affecting everyone in such an individual way. But I want to believe that, you know, our healthcare systems will be rebuilt in a way that is, that supports everyone, just not a few, okay? That, um, you know, our response teams to how we respond to trauma in the world, that that's going to be, you know, there's improvement there, that government structures will be shifting in order to support the people. And Aquarius is just a very progressive forward-thinking, creative sign. And so we know that creative solutions will be employed here. So when people are telling me they're scared, I'm like, well, you can't be super scared forever because when everything moves over to Aquarius, I mean, that is a light, that's the future, that is progress. So I'm excited about and that. And when, when does that happen? Did you mention? So right now Saturn has just moved into Aquarius for a few months until July. And then in July it will move back into Capricorn until December so, at the end of this year, essentially at the end of 2020, Jupiter will move into the sign of Aquarius, Saturn will move into Aquarius for about three and a half years, and then Pluto moves into Aquarius for a much longer stay in 2023, so... Um, So lot's going to happen in the next three years, guys. (laughs) A lot's going to happen, even this year, because we've still got a Venus retrograde in front of us. We've got eclipses. We've got six eclipses in 2020. That's insane. That's a lot of shift, a lot of breakdown, breakthrough energy. We've got a Mars retrograde in the fall. So... That's really what I'm saying. 2020 was always bound to be a shift year. And last yeah. year in 2019, I was really trying to prepare my followers for that. because I, I know was like, talked about it quite a bit. 2020, 2020,
0: 2020. It's
2: like, I mean, like folks, okay, <sighs> be prepared, you know? And I think even at this point, which is to say, you know, just expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. And I think when there are times when there's a lot of, I would say a little bit of volatility, okay, energetically is what we have to kind of, what it forces us to do is to find our own power internally because when we give our power away when we somehow think that our security is in the hands of things somehow being okay in the world i'm like i think that's a very dangerous place to be in our true center of power is in knowing that regardless of what's going on in the world we're always going to be okay mm-hmm. you know that we are self-reliant we are resilient okay we are resourceful and we will figure it out one way or another and that we have our connection to ourselves, to our higher self, to our communities, to source, okay, to you know, God, whatever you're, you know, however you say God, to your angels and everything, to source energy, and that that's where our power is. You know, our power is not in the hands of other people. Our power is not in the hands of kind of just waiting somehow for life to be okay. It's like no, mm-hmm. we determine that internally.
0: It's the difference between letting life happen to you and allowing it to happen for you. I think absolutely if you come from a place of centeredness and your authenticity. It's always happening for you guys. Always. It always is. Carrie, I feel so good right now just sitting here with you. Like you have no idea. Kelsey, isn't she just the best? Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, (laughs) we got to have this lady
1: on the show. And I also wanted to say like something from my own personal journey that's really been so clear to me lately and like practicing more self-love and teaching more self-love is like when you can learn to really trust yourself you actually don't have to trust the circumstances of your life. Like how you were saying, like, you don't have to believe that it's all going to work out okay because you know that no matter what happens, even when shit hits the fan, you're going to be okay because you trust yourself to self-soothe, to nurture yourself through the hard times, to heal any sort of hard pain, to get resourceful, to build yourself back up. And I think that's really It's really powerful that you said that. And I just wanted to reiterate it in another way with different words so we can reach more people because really at the end of the day, if you trust yourself, you actually don't have to trust your life so much.
2: The circumstances and the outer reality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think, again, it's like, I think we all have to ask ourselves, it's a bit of a gut check and it's like, okay, who, you know, like, where is your power and who are you giving your power to? And we have to be really judicious about that. You know, judicious about what we're watching, what we're listening to. Okay, like what we're putting our energy into. And you have to ask yourself: Is this filling me up, or is this deple— is this depleting me? Is it filling me up? Is it filling my cup up? And if it's depleting you, it's a no. If it's filling you up, fantastic. But if it's depleting you, no, no, no. Your your energy is very precious. Um, so yeah. we just have to be really, really judicious right now, with what we're giving our what we're giving our power to.
0: I mean, and I get where people are coming from when they feel like they need to be informed, but there is a huge danger and it's really easy right now to overindulge. And at that point, it's like, you're really doing the opposite of serving yourself. And then you have to go tell your friend because you can't sit with this information by yourself. So you have to go tell someone about it, which is just spreading it around. Um, So, you know, it's easy to want to know what's going on, but there's a, there's a, there's a line. What are you going to be doing that's different? I was just talking to a client about this because she has a boyfriend who just has to feed her all the news all the time and she's like I just can't do it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: if we did that, if we watched the news, is it going to change our actions? Probably not. We're already at home. We can't possibly be doing anything more for the good of humanity. You know, watch watch TV, play your video games, take care of your kids. You're you're serving humanity by doing those things. So you won't you won't be able to do much more than that. So what is the purpose at that point?
2: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's what you, you just really illustrated a great point, which is it's about balance, but you know, there is a threshold in which what you are feeding yourself all of a sudden becomes a little toxic. And I think everyone's threshold is very different and it's very, it it changes every day. Um, You know, recently I'm like, okay, I was on Twitter a lot. I was like, oh golly, I'm starting to feel myself getting all stressed out. I'm like, okay, I had to go off of Twitter for several days. because I was like, I can't, it's not good. And I just, I mean, I think that threshold is different for everyone right now. I'm reading headlines briefly once a day and that's about where I'm, that's where I'm getting tapped out. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different. I think we just all have to be mindful, be in our body and paying attention. When it starts to not feel good, that's when you know you've crossed the line. Yeah. Don't do it before bed. I've made that
0: mistake way too many times. are <laughs> <laughs> like, just one more. I'm just going to do it one more time. And then I feel really bad and then I can't sleep. So yeah. just, Save yourself, don't do it. Save yourself.
1: (laughs) Don't do it. That's so funny. So, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about all the services that you, or I guess I should say, ways that you enjoy helping people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, first and foremost, I love doing I do private readings. So I do Zoom, I do FaceTime, Skype phone readings, Zoom readings um, from I work, um, from my office here in Florida, from my home office. So I do those, I offer one hour and 30 minute sessions. Um, and then I also have a really wonderful subscription based service for spiritual seekers called The Lighthouse. And I'll tell you, The Lighthouse was came to me about two years ago. My, my guides brought this concept to me about having, forming a group. Um, and at the time I remember putting it off and I was like, ah, I don't wanna do this. I don't think I'm interested in this. I wanna do other things. And it kept, they kept coming back to me. Uh, you need to do this. Uh, you need to do this, you need to do this. And little did I know, I mean, I finally, I launched the Lighthouse um, in December of 2019 so at the very end of last year. And little did I know, they were basically saying, you know, we all, they were preparing me without telling me that we would all need new forms of community going forward from this time on, that, you know, life would never be the same after this, you know, pandemic. And I'll tell you, um, our lighthouse, has just um it's a great service so in the lighthouse let me just explain it to you i um, teach a class every single month on a different modality so i teach different modalities of astrology numerology mediumship the whole nine yards we teach all about it Um, i also have um, a friday live there in the lighthouse so i go live on instagram every week in the lighthouse where we talk about the energies of the week Um, i do spirit scopes there We, it's just a great, great community. I have, there's just lots of resources. I have guest interviews. I interview different members of the Lighthouse. We have a great Instagram community and a great Facebook community um, and it's great. And I am really, my guides, you know, they're so funny. They were like, not gonna tell me what exactly what was happening in 2020, but they were trying to get us all prepared here. So for those of you who are looking for more community right now, especially during these times and a safe place where you'll be understood and a safe place of spiritual seekers. And for those of you who want to learn, who kind of want, you know, who want to learn more and kind of add to your tool belt, you might want to consider the lighthouse. It's a really great, affordable membership service and we love it, so.
1: Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. I think that'll be a really valuable resource for a lot. of. Yes,
2: and then join me as well every day on Instagram. So I'm also on Instagram every single day. I'm in my stories every day, just chatting away about the things that are going on in the world and my thoughts about the things going on in the world. There's
1: like gold (laughs) in Carrie's stories. So So definitely like watch them every day because they're awesome.
2: Every time I wake up, instead of
0: going to the news or just stupid, you know, Google news, whatever, I open Instagram, click on Carrie's
1: face, and I'm like, now I feel good. (laughs) Well, and I feel like when you're really sensitive and intuitive, you get these downloads really quick, right? And like Mm -hmm. Instagram stories is the first place where I always want to post mine because it's the fastest Mm -hmm. way to get it out there with the least amount of like resistance. Like there's not that much work involved. I just flip up my phone. I record. I say what I wanted to say, and then it's out there as opposed to like, uploading something to YouTube or doing a blog post, you know, so I feel like that's really where the best shit is at is in the Instagram Mm -hmm. stories.
2: I'm with you. Instagram stories changed my business. When it came to the fold, I was like, oh my gosh, hallelujah, I have arrived. (laughs) <laughs> it finally caught up to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Love it. Well, we're gonna continue this conversation over on the Patreon. So if you want to listen to an extended version of this episode and watch the video so you can see our pretty little faces smiling back at you, then go to patreon.com forward slash high vibe. And thank you, Carrie, so much for being here. And until then, we'll see you guys. Carrie, is there any final parting words you want to leave everyone with? Like, is there anything we should know at this time? Whoever's listening.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. My guides told me right before our session, they kept telling me, you know, you are so much more powerful than you realize. So folks, okay, just remember you are radiant. You know, you are a radiant shining being. And remember your soul can never be sick and your soul can never get, you know, can never be ill or sick. Your soul in its pure essence is perfection, bright, radiant, gold energy. And it's absolutely perfect. Perfect, and that is, you know, energy cannot be destroyed. So you, that is your energetic blueprint. That is who you are. So remember that.
1: Mm, I love it. Your soul can never be sick. All right, guys. On that note, stay healthy. Um, we love you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for Bye. being here. Bye. Thanks for listening. We
0: hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting
1: there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside.